0: It's July fifteenth, and you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm your host Marco Timpanel. and
1: I'm Bill Antonyou. Bill, how are you today? Marco, we're halfway through July, and the world is still ended. What are we gonna do? Well, listen, maybe we can celebrate Bon Festival. Oh, yeah, it's that a would Japanese. Be yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a Japanese Buddhist custom to honor the spirits of one's ancestors today, mm-hmm. Bill.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, The Buddhist Confucius custom was evolved into a family reunion holiday during which people return to ancestral family places and visit and clean their ancestral graves when the spirits of ancestors are supposed to revisit the household altars. It has been celebrated in Japan for more than 500 years and traditionally includes a dance known as
1: the Bon Odori. And this is also proof that the Japanese are the most the smartest people in the world because they choose the middle of summer to do something that involves driving to a gravesite and uh, getting together with family because they know that it rains the rest of the year. Yeah. I lo- Have you been to Japan? Not yet, no. It's very high on my list. It's wonderful. That's all I'll say. I th- I've always said that if I go to, uh, when I go, to, well, I should say if, when I go to Australia again to visit my family, I will uh, stop either in Japan or in Hawaii, like because I want to see both of those places to break up the trip a bit and also see other places for a few days. They're
0: both, they're both fantastic. And yeah. I have to say, I'm so grateful that I got a chance to see them. Yep. Yeah. People born on this day, it's a, it says that your personality is dominated by an empathetic, intuitive, and optimistic nature. Mm. You are generally in tune with your own emotions and the emotions of others, often knowing how people are feeling without being told. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anyone born today. Otherwise, I'd see if that was true.
1: Well, let's see if any of the people on the list fit this uh, description. Okay. German actress Diane Kruger appeared in the blockbuster Troy before giving acclaimed performances in Joyeux Noël, Inglorious Bastards, and Fatia Keen's In the Fade, for which she won the Best Actress Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. She was born in Algemissen, Germany on this day in 1976.
0: During the production of the film Sky in 2015, Kruger met her co-star for that film, Norman Reedus. They had a kid, and Norman Reedus had a kid with Helenia Christensen, so he just loves having kids
1: with models. Yeah, with like German, uh, Teutonic, gorgeous beauties, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a very good actor, too.
0: Uh, yeah, he is, and I guess, you know, yeah. these, t- these beautiful women fall in love with him. Yeah.
1: As an actor, you probably know Jim Rash for his performance as Dean Pelton on Community, but as a writer, he won an Oscar for The Descendants, and as a director, he made the touching comedy The Way, Way Back with his comedy partner, Nat Faxon. He was born in Charlotte, North Carolina on this day in 1971.
0: No surprise, Bill, that he was a member of the Groundlings, Mm -hmm. the improv comedy group based in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, very talented guy.
0: Our next celebrant, Bill, I am not a huge fan of. Me neither. Oh. Well, I
1: don't think he's a great very good actor.
0: Forrest think, Whitaker. Go ahead. Yep. I don't buy anything. He's in Bill. Yep. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm glad to hear you feel the same way. This I makes feel the me same happy. way with
1: one exception. Okay. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker has given a series of acclaimed performances, including as Charlie Bird Parker in the biopic by Clint Eastwood, the drama, a rage in Harlem and as Edie Amin in the last King of Scotland, for which he won an Academy award. He was born in Longview, Texas on this day in 1961.
0: Okay, so Bill, now I need to know which performance you thought he was great in.
1: I think he's really great in The Last King of Scotland because my problem with Forrest Whitaker is that he's always too much and I can always see the acting. He's yep. very performative. And I Amin, the way the character is written, that's sort of the point is that he's too much and that he's overdoing it. And it, it, I thought it was really wonderful and dynamic. And I love so that I, film, even though he wasn't at all like the real Idi Amin. But I right. still thought it was a great performance.
0: I bumped into him coming out of 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 coming out of a club, and I was mm-hmm. going into a club, and I was so unimpressed, but everybody around him was so impressed that he was there at this club, and I remember the bouncer, the person who was taking money from me was like, do you know who that was? And I'm like, yeah, and he goes, that was Forrest Whitaker, and I'm like, did he have to pay 25 bucks to get in here? I was so unimpressed, and the guy looked at me like I was a total asshole.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh... He was on the Terminator series and Knott's Landing, but we know Brian Austin Green best as David Silver on the runaway hit 90s series Beverly Hills 90210. He was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1973.
0: Okay, Bill, I'm going to admit it. I did watch Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, me too. It was my
1: mom's favorite show. I had to watch it.
0: Bill, do you remember the episode where Donna calls him Dave and he realizes that she's in danger?
1: No, I don't.
0: Okay, so there you go. I remember that episode. It
1: was a good I should episode. probably do a rewatch of that series too.
0: I met what's his name uh, one time in Los Angeles when when he was at the height of his uh, of, of his success. The the Canadian guy, what's his face? Jason there?
1: Priestley. Yeah, him. Yeah. Ooh, talk about aging like a straight guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Foley is the angel-faced actor who's charmed us in Scream 3 as well as on the series Felicity. He was born in Kansas City, Kansas on this day in 1972.
0: So whereas I don't like Forrest Whitaker, I really like Scott Foley.
1: Okay. I think he's just like just charming. There's something charming about him. I don't think I've ever watched him. him in anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I never watched Felicity and who was it? Who was he married to? Was he, he was married to someone famous too. Was he Jennifer Gardner or something?
0: Yeah. I, yeah someone. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Jennifer Gardner and he does a lot of uh, Shonda Rhimes stuff. I guess oh, okay. that's how I know him. Yeah. So every time he appears in something like that, I'm like, Oh, this guy. Oh, all right. Maybe I have seen mm-hmm. him and I forgot who knows.
1: Mm-hmm. Terry O'Quinn has an impressive resume, but is probably best known for his role as Locke on the series lost. He was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan on this day in 1952.
0: O'Quinn made his breakthrough by starring as a deranged serial killer in the title character The Stepfather.
1: Oh, yeah. He plays bad guys a lot. I feel like he yeah, has yeah. The, the weight for it, you know. He's got that bad guy look to him. Also, who knew there was a Saint Sault Ste. Marie anywhere else but Ontario? I know when I saw that I was like, oh, he's Canadian? And then yeah. I saw, oh, it's Michigan. No. Maybe maybe the one in Michigan is nice, but probably not likely. <laughs> Listen, I love Michigan. I really love Michigan and New Jersey are two of the states that people shit on that I love. Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. I've driven through Michigan. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And we wouldn't have Madonna without Michigan. So why complain? That's right. Bridget Nielsen became famous as the muscle-bound star of the films Red Sonja and Rocky IV, co-starring with her then-husband Sylvester Stallone. More recently, she reprised her Rocky role in Creed II and was born on his day in Rodovre, Denmark in 1963.
0: Nielsen started a music career in 1987. She released her debut album Everybody Tells a Story and recorded a duet with Austrian pop star Falco called Body Next to Body. Have you heard that one, Bill? Uh,
1: <laughs> I regret that I have not.
0: Well, well, there's more. Nielsen released a few songs under the pseudonym Gita oh. because uh, producers wanted to see if she could succeed as a singer without her name on the cover. Yeah. The first song, No More Turning Back, peaked at 54 on the British singles chart and reached the top 10 in Spain. Other tracks <laughs> recorded as Greta were 2002's you're No Lady, a collaboration with RuPaul.
1: Well, Gita is like a nickname for Brigitte in Danish. So, yeah, that's interesting. She She's, also she, walked off the Joan Rivers show once. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, she man. didn't appreciate Joan's humor.
0: She still looks fantastic today, Bill.
1: Well, she always looked scary. So, getting older didn't ruin her because she just still looks scary. Like, she has a very imposing, severe look. You know, she never looked soft and young, ever. no. But I um, like that look. I think she was so, also I think on like she... some celebrity rehab show at one point too. For sure, yeah. 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 John Wayne's son, Patrick Wayne, followed his father into acting, having some success in film and television, including The Searchers, Young Guns, and The Love Boat. He was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1939.
0: So, Bill, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love game shows.
1: Uh, I think I did know that about you, Marco.
0: Okay, so Wayne served as the host of the 1990 revival of the game show Tic Tac Doe.
1: Oh, i never watched that one and i used to love game shows as a kid that wasn't my favorite tic tac Doe was not my favorite yeah hmm. i loved the uh twenty thousand dollar pyramid what was it called did uh, i get the yes the, the, it was
0: called the ten thousand okay, dollar period sorry. it was called the twenty five thousand dollar period yep. it was called pyramid it was hosted by donny osmond it was hosted by dick clark and now by michael Strahan.
1: that was the one with the elevators on stage or was that something else no,
0: that was Pitfall with Alex oh, Trebek. Okay, yeah, that so was like a Canadian show yeah. where um, the contestants would go along this walkway and yeah. there was a certain point where the elevator would bring them down. Yeah, that was a Canadian Loved uh, that game one. show.
1: And my favorite was The Price is Right, always. yeah.
0: With Starring with uh, the new guy or with Bob Barker? Bob Barker. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Fair, fair enough. It, I always found that Price is Right was a show that a lot of immigrants could really attack uh like latch onto like my grandmother and grandfather who mm-hmm. didn't speak very much English loved that show because it
1: didn't involve you knowing needing to know a lot of language the way Wheel of no. Fortune did or Family Feud.
0: What's your favorite game on The Price is Right?
1: Um probably the one involving the uh the yodeling alpine skier. Yes. Yep.
0: Yes, that, that's the one. That's yep. the best one. Yep. Anyways, I'll stop talking about uh Game shows, but I was on a version of The Price is Right. I'll tell you that in the future when it's Bob Barker's amazing, birthday. Amazing, amazing. Okay.
1: Chicago Fire star Taylor Kinney has also appeared in Zero Dark 30 and the comedy The Other Woman. He was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on this day in 1981. Jesse
0: Ventura was born on this day in 1951 as well. You might know him as Jesse Ventura. I know him as Jesse the Body. And uh, he's an American politician, actor, author, political commentator, and retired professional wrestler who served as the mayor of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota from 91 to 95. And as the 38th governor of Minnesota from 99 to 2003, he was the first and only candidate of the Reform Party to win a major government position. Amazing. He's also a conspiracist theory. Yeah, of course he is. Theorist, Yeah.
1: Broadway superstar Laura Benanti has been nominated for a Tony Award five times, while on television, she has appeared on Supergirl and Nashville, though she has delighted us most with her appearances as Melania Trump on The Late Show. She was born in New York City on this day in 1979.
0: All right. This is the portion of the show where Bill corrects my Greek. Oh,
1: fantastic.
0: Ready? Yeah. Ariana Stassinopoulos Huffington,
1: mm-hmm.
0: born Ari- Aridini Ariadne. Anna. Ariadne Anna uh, Stanin uh, now I can't even say Stanopolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was born on this day, 1950. She's a Greek American author, syndicated columnist, and businesswoman. <clears throat> she's the co-founder of the Huffington Post, she's the founder and CEO of Thrive Global, and the author of 15 books. She was named to Time Magazine's list of the world's hundred most influential
1: people and in Forbes Most Powerful Woman list. And no matter how hard she tries to climb up that social ladder, she still sounds like my godmother whenever she talks. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's gr- I think she's great and elegant. Oh, she is great. Yeah, she's a bit of a bullshit purveyor. I mean, I don't know the oh. Huffington Post has really raised the bar on um, the quality of journalism in the world. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she, you know, kudos to her.
0: Let me ask you this. How does she sound when she speaks Greek? Does she sound more intelligent or more snobby? Because I feel like she sn- sounds a bit snobby in English. I have, don't know that I've ever heard her speak Greek. I see. Yeah, I don't know. Well, happy birthday to her. How do you say happy birthday in Greek? Chrônia Polá. There you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for not trying. Chrônia Polá. Chrônia Polá, yeah.
0: I usually just say "Christo Ernesti whenever I have to say some, some words. That's
1: uh, that's Christ is risen, so it only really applies on Easter, Marco. That's, that's yeah. right. Okay. Lolita Davidovich had an exciting debut with Paul Newman's Blaze in 1989 since then she's appeared in Gods and Monsters and Hollywood Homicide she's married to Bull Durham screenwriter Ron Shelton and was born in London Ontario on this day in 1961
0: she was in the ABC primetime soap opera Blood and Oil as Don Johnson's character's ex-wife and I heard Blood and Oil was fantastic oh I've never seen
1: it Yeah, she's very talented I, but... she never had the career she deserved for how good she was
0: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Although, Beth... I don't know,
1: she's married to a successful Hollywood guy, so maybe she's fine with it. But... She
0: doesn't need it, yeah. Beth Ostrowski Stern is an American actress, author, model, and animal rights activist. Stern received her first noticeable role as one of the daughters of Ben Stiller's supposed birth parents in the 1996 film Flirting with Disaster. Mm. She played a more prominent role four years later in the film Whipped with Amanda Peet. And she's married to Howard Stern, and she's very likable, Bill. Oh,
1: yeah. I remember her in Flirting with Disaster.
0: She's great. Like, every time I see her or hear her on Howard Stern, I think she's awesome, and mm-hmm. she's a real strong animal activist and, yeah. and uh, animal rights activist, I should say. And, mm-hmm. and I, just, I just really like her. Great.
1: Mm-hmm. 70s heartthrob Jan Michael Vincent was the star of the films Bite the Bullet and The Mechanic, plus was nominated for Golden Globes for The Winds of War and Going Home. He was born in Denver, Colorado on this day in 1945 and died in 2019 at the age of 73.
0: Bill, they need to make a biopic on him because mm-hmm. his life is so tragic and fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. have Like, did you ever hear about like how he rose to fame and how hard he crashed? No, I don't know much about him. He had his leg amputated. He was um, like heavily into drugs mm. and all kinds of horrible things. And oh. he was bitter at the end. It's just, it's just a fascinating story. It's a sad, tragic yeah. one, but you know, I it's love it. He biopic, was very sexy yeah. when he was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Firefox, I think was one of his hits too, right? Oh, with Clint I Eastwood? Can't... I could be wrong. Or he mm. was up for it. There's some, there's some connection there as well. Oh, okay.
1: Celia Imory has done it all, from comedy on Absolutely Fabulous to drama in Hillary and Jackie. More recently, she appeared in the best exotic Marigold hotel films and was born in Surrey, England on this day in 1952.
0: In 2013, she guest starred in Doctor Who, where she played the villainous Miss Kislet in oh. The Bells of St. John. Interesting. I don't watch Doctor Who, but I know there's a lot of people who love it, so I figured I'd mention
1: that. We all love how Tommy Wiseau says, Hi, Mark. But who is Mark? That would be the character played by good-natured hunk Greg Sestero, who was born on this day in Walnut Creek, California in 1978.
0: At the age of 12, he wrote a sequel to the recently released 1990 film Home Alone, (laughs) which... Uh, with a leading role for himself, he submitted the screenplay to Hughes Production Company and he received a, a letter back from John Hughes.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty great story. It makes me like John Hughes even more.
1: Yeah, for sure. mm mm-hmm. Irene Jacob was a sensation after her performance in Kislovsky's The Double Life of Veronique won her the Best Actress Prize at the Cannes Film Festival in 1991. Since then, she appeared in the Oscar-nominated Red, as well as the shows The Affair and The OA. She was born in Suresnes, France on this day in 1966.
0: And uh, she is the author of the book Big Bang that was published in 2019. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
1: The hilarious Eddie Griffin starred in Undercover Brother and Double Take, as well as appearing in Armageddon and the latest version of A Star is Born. He was born on this day in Kansas City, Missouri in 1968.
0: Happy birthday to him.
1: Alex Karras was in Victor Victoria, Porkies, as well as his unforgettable performance as Mongo in Blazing Saddles. But I grew up knowing him as the ideal dad George Papadopoulos on the series Webster. He was born in Gary, Indiana on this day in 1935 and died in 2012 at the age of 77.
0: Okay, so one of my favorite movies is Victor Victoria. Mm-hmm. And the movie Porky's left an impression on a very young Marco when I saw it on a uh, VHS tape when I probably shouldn't have. Of course. But his real life wife at the time, Susan Clark, played a role on Porky's. Andy and Webster do you remember? As well. Yes, and played his yep. wife on Webster. Do yep. you remember the name of her role in Porky's Bell? I don't, no. Okay, I finally stopped you. <laughs> she played a exotic dancer named Cherry Forever.
1: <laughs> I've seen that movie once, and it was a long time ago. She's Canadian, though. That's why she's in that she movie. She is, yeah. yeah.
0: I, got, I had a chance to talk to um, Art Hindle about that film. He was in it, and mm-hmm. it's a great story. Uh, I'll mention it on uh, the episode with Art Hindle's birthday. I will, yeah. I love Art. He's a great guy. I've met
1: him, too. So wonderful. I think she's from Sarnia. I think the woman who played Susan Clark, I think she was from Sarnia or something. I anyway. can tell you because I have it right here.
0: Hmm. Uh, my cursor's not working. Yes, yeah, Sarnia. She's yeah. from Sarnia. Yeah.
1: Yep. Because we talked about her. She's in Airport 75. So we talked about her on uh, Bad Gay Movies. Anyway. She is born in March. So we'll mention her birthday uh, in March. Nan Martin was a character actress with a number of iconic appearances, usually based on her severe looks, including two different characters on The Golden Girls and the films Castaway and Nightmare on Elm Street 3. She was born in Decatur, Illinois on this day in 1927 and died in 2010 at the age of 82. All right, Bill. All right, Marco, I expect you to know who she played on the Golden Girls.
0: Okay, so she's in one of my favorite episodes, and that is she played Frida Claxton. And, and, <laughs> and one if you of my don't favorite... like it,
1: you can drop dead. <laughs> my One of my favorite
0: lines in the, in the yeah. Golden Girls series is Blanche saying, Oh, Rose, you're still upset? You killed Frida Claxton over a week ago. <laughs>
1: That's also the one, isn't that the one where they go to get, to arrange her funeral and the yes. guy says, uh, the guy says his name is Pfeiffer, the P is not silent. <laughs> yes. And uh, he says, oh, are you planning ahead for mother? And Sophia says, hey, Pfeiffer, how'd you like a punch in your face?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's I a classic just... <laughs> episode. Yeah. It's one of my, it's one of my top, top Oh five, no, it's perfect sure. from
1: beginning to end. And at the end, when the old lady thinks she's giving a eulogy, and then it turns out she was at the wrong funeral. And she's like, this is Frida Claxton's funeral. And she kicks the coffin. <laughs> kicks the yeah, so it's so great. great. Anyway,
0: she wasn't so great in her second role as um, Sophia. Like she was a friend, I think Filomena from. Uh, yeah. She's clearly not Italian. Her, her Italian was horrendous. No one who played it.
1: Italian on that show was ever convincingly Italian. Yeah. When they had like relatives and whatever, you know, like uh, neither Estelle or B were Italian, but you could believe nope. them as, uh, yes. you know, Italian from Brooklyn. But whenever mm-hmm. they had people from the old country come, uh, it was never convincing.
0: With the exception of the guy in the wheelchair who redoes their. Um, who
1: also played. Those... Uh, he played other characters, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: he played. He actually played, I think, the the husband to Philomena because he that's was right. Italian. He could speak it anyways. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough with that's that's that. the <laughs> one where they
1: think that Dorothy might have been switched at birth.
0: It's a really funny, it's a really funny episode as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: yeah, They also, also like Brooklyn Italian from their generation didn't have anyone from the old country visiting them ever because they had come to America like 500 years before that. Right. So that shows idea of having them know people from Sicily was always like uh, fanciful anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can cut all this out, but
0: no, I'm keeping it Bill. One of my favorite things is when B Arthur plays her grandmother for sure. Yeah. And and slaps and slaps. But that also
1: like, when you think about it, it doesn't make sense because Sophia's always saying that she was born and raised in Sicily before she came to America. So why does her grandmother have a, or what does her mother have a, a Brooklyn accent or was she Sal's mom? Mom. No, it was her mom. It was, it's, it's all a little bit loosey. I mean, I'm, I'm not watching the show, like criticizing it. I'm just saying that, you know, Not until we do our podcast on the Golden Girls. I think those episodes were just an excuse for uh, Estelle Getty to have a break from the makeup every once in a while so she could just be herself. (laughs) She could let her skin breathe. Nina Von Pallant was involved in a real life scandal when her husband Clifford Irving wrote a fake biography of Howard Hughes that got him thrown in jail. But as an actor, she also gave memorable performances in the films The Long Goodbye and American Gigolo. She was born in Copenhagen on this day in 1932.
0: And if it's not Golden Girls that you and I like to talk about, it's Bond. Can you uh, name her Bond connection?
1: Oh, no, I can't. Was she in a Bond film?
0: It's a bit obscure, though, Bill. I will say this. In 1969, she sang John Barry and Hal David's song, Do You Know How Christmas Trees Are Grown, in the James Bond movie, On Her Majesty's Secret Secret Service.
1: Service. Service. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know that. Interesting. Hmm. Thank you for stumping me. It rarely happens. And last but not least, Linda Ronstadt sang Blue Bayou and Desperado and in the 80s formed trio with Emmylou Harris and Marco and my favorite, Dolly Parton, which resulted in a number one hit on the Billboard chart. She was born in Tucson, Arizona on this day in 1946.
0: She published an autobiography, Simple Dreams, a musical memoir, in 2013, and a documentary based on her memoirs, Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice, was released in
1: 2019. And I believe, is she ill right now? Is that something that she's revealed recently? I think so. I love yeah. her. Uh, yeah, all three of them, like the the women in trio, all have like the prettiest voices in country music history. Um, and of course, you know that their one number one hit was... Um, To know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. Yeah, fantastic. You had me stumped there for a second. I was Mm -hmm. like racking my brain. I have a shirt with Joan Collins on it that I like to wear all the time. And it's a great way of weeding out potential mates because a guy will often come up to me and say, is that Linda Ronstadt? And I'm like, all right, straight guy, hit the road. (laughs) Done, done. That's your barometer. Yeah, it's a photo of Joan Collins on Dynasty. You can only recognize that if you're a complete homo.
0: Yeah, I just find it interesting that they recognize it as Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it might be because I'm chubby, right? So, like, I, I warp the face <laughs> on the shirt when I sit. I don't know. We'll see. Oh man.
0: Well, listen. Happy Ju- Happy July fifteenth to anyone who's celebrating a birthday today. Indeed. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more. Born on this day. See you then.